Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in today's episode, we're going to look at a Bible passage that I think we think we know, but it might surprise you that there's more to the story than what most of us have thought or been taught. And that is the book of Job, specifically the first chapter. Now in it, we are pretty well versed with the story that uh, Satan comes to God in heaven and accuses Job of only following God because he's getting a good cushy uh, deal out of it. And so God gives Job into Satan's hands and Satan basically has his way with him and ruins his life, uh, except he doesn't kill him. And all this leads to a, uh, a question and answer time between God and Job at the end of the book where God basically says, Job, you need to trust me and you need to trust that I have your best interests at heart. And uh, that's basically where the conversation gets left. He doesn't really give Job any answers. But what I want to do is go back to the very first chapter because the big question uh, is kind of hanging out there is, is Satan in Job actually Satan with a capital S, the cosmic big bad that Christians think of when we think of Satan or hear that name or the devil or any of those other things. And I'm going to suggest to you that it actually is not that Satan in Job is not actually Satan, capital S. And there's a very good reason for thinking that. If we look at the Hebrew, the original language that the book of Job was written in, what you see is that in Hebrew, like in a lot of languages, if you're going to be using something as a proper name, the definite article never comes before it. The definite article would be the word the. So if I'm going to use myself as an example here, I would never introduce myself in English as the Steve. That would just be weird and super arrogant. And we just don't do it. That's not how it, not how it happens. And so I always would drop the definite article, the, and I would just introduce myself as Steve. Well, the same is true in Hebrew. And what we see when we look at this passage in Job and in lots of places in the Old Testament is that Satan in Job has the definite article before it. So it actually should be translated the Satan. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means for one that Satan here is not a proper name. It's not the devil that we think of as New Testament Christians. And in the Old Testament, that person, that cosmic evil, is described the way he's described in Genesis as the Nakash, the serpent, not as Satan. So what does that mean for who this person is? What is their identity then if they're not a cosmic evil? Well, I think there's a good case to be made that this being is actually one of the good guys, which sounds really crazy when I say it out loud, because how could he be one of the good guys? 
he's accusing Job. Right, exactly. He might actually be doing his job. Remember, if we look at passages like Ezekiel 28, if we read the book of Obadiah, if we look at passages in the Old Testament where the fall of the devil is described, he gets kicked out of heaven permanently. He is put down to the earth or even to the underworld, if you read it in that way and take that connotation in the Hebrew, meaning he doesn't get a seat at the table. He can't just stroll into God's presence anytime he feels like it. That privilege has been revoked for him. So if it can't be the devil, then it must be someone who still has that privilege of being in God's presence, meaning he's one of the good guys. And I want to clarify that the term, the Satan, doesn't just get used of a spiritual being like the one we see in Job. We actually see this in other passages where the angel of the Lord, the Lord himself, is described as the Satan. Passages like Numbers chapter 22, where the angel of the Lord is standing in opposition to Balaam. And that's all that the, the term actually means is standing in opposition to or being a, an adversary, or in the case of Job, an accuser. I'm going to read you a short excerpt from an article by an Old Testament scholar, Dr. Michael Heiser. Here's what he says. Basically, the Satan in Job is an officer of the divine council, sort of like a prosecutor. His job is to, quote, run to and fro throughout the earth to see who is and who is not obeying Yahweh. When he finds someone who isn't and is therefore under Yahweh's wrath, he accuses that person. This is what we see in Job. And it actually has a distinct New Testament flavor. What he means by that is that when you look at the this dynamic in the Old Testament, you see that there are, for lack of a better term, prosecutors within the angelic realm who are accusing people before Yahweh who are guilty of not following him or could be potentially. And so in the Old Testament economy, these people, if they're not following Yahweh, they are rightly under his wrath because they should be. But this dynamic changes in the New Testament. What we see as an allusion to this, even in a place like Zechariah chapter 3, is that now that Christians have been bought and paid for, and redeemed by Jesus Christ, we no longer are able to be accused. Because whereas in the Old Testament, the accusation had merit, for Christians in the New Testament economy, it no longer does. And that is why, because we're covered by the blood of Jesus, when we are accused by the devil, the, the actual cosmic evil Satan in the New Testament, that's why his, his accusations are, are laughed off, that they're ignored, because they have no merit. So what we see here in Job is one of two things. We see that the uh, enemy, as many of us have understood it, might not actually be who we think. But second, we see a very neat uh, mirror image of how things worked in the Old Testament economy versus how they work in the New Testament which is pretty cool. 